Hello everybody, it's Reverend Todd Sloggett. I'm here at the uh, general headquarters of HMA Ministries in the HMA building on the third floor in my office overlooking downtown Sepulpa, Oklahoma. Route 66 behind me, railroad tracks right beside me, and uh, I actually was so excited. I have a brand new uh, topic to answer a bunch of questions this week. Um, and I thought about it the last couple days, studied on it, looked at it, uh, was going to do it tonight. I still might do it, depending on how long it takes me to do this right here. I may still do the next uh, podcast. But uh, this is next podcast number 32 and a half. And the reason it's next podcast number 32 and a half is because there's a major correction to podcast number 32. Podcast number 32 had a word that was misdefined that was kind of the primary topic. I, I thought about just deleting it and redoing it all together, and uh, it's a fine balance. Uh, a lot of you may, may or may not understand, but um, we have thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of followers and supporters and, and helpers, people we're working with, people that are working with us all over the country and all over the world. And we have a lot of enemies. We have a lot of people that are nitpicking every little thing we say and worried about catching us in all kinds of traps and everything. And uh, so, you know, if you delete something and they say, you know, where did that go? How come you had to erase it? And so I don't want to overthink every single little thing because um, if you go back and look at my ministry, uh, I think it's pretty easy to see I have one of the most transparent ministries that I've ever known of. Whether it be what we say, what we think, what we spend, what we make, um, we're extremely transparent. Our affiliates, if you find an HMA affiliate that's not extremely, extremely transparent, I'd like to know about it because they're they're taught to be so. So I don't mean to be too over careful, but one of the main reasons that I did not erase the old one from last week is I meant every word of it. Every single thing I said last week was exactly true to the best of my knowledge if I were to interchange one word with another word. So I'm just going to put this correction out there and just fix that one word. Hopefully if you watched last week, you'll watch this too and vice versa, and then it'll make sense. Last week I, I taught a little bit um, to answer some questions on why I say all the time, and I've said this for 15, 16, 17 years that I'm a little more agnostic than you are. That's a phrase I use all the time. I'm actually uh, going to change that phrase from now on. You may never, probably never hear me say that again. What you will hear me say is I'm a little more deistic. Not agnostic, but deistic. And uh, the reason it's so important for me to make this correction is because the first 10 minutes of podcast number 32 last week was all about using words correctly. And then I went through the whole podcast using one very important word uh, incorrectly. So I want to fix that. And, uh, you know, the, the, the movement, we like to talk about the, the, the holiness movement. I hear that term. A lot of people don't like it. I don't care for it that much myself. But we have to use some term that everybody understands what we're talking about. Um, you know, we have been trying to correct and refine and teach and unlearn a lot of things at HMA Ministries all over the country, all over the world. We've interacted with tens of thousands of people year after year. All kinds of other ministries spun out of ours. We have 
garnered from other people's ministries that have spun into ours. And there's these websites and there's these uh, denominations and there's Revival Tabernacle and, and all of these things. And for the first time ever, just not very many days ago, maybe less than two weeks ago, I heard us called a movement. They were talking about us. And they said, that movement. And it was not extremely derogatory, but they weren't using it extremely kind either. They were just denoting us as a group that they possibly disagreed with. And I don't consider myself the head of a movement. Uh, I, I, I struggle to consider myself the head of this uh, organization, but I am technically, so I accept that. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm glad I'm being corrected here. And I'm not, I didn't correct myself. Uh, this is the second or third time since we've been doing these podcasts that somebody's contacted me and they said, hey, what you said there may not be exactly right or uh, uh, that word you use isn't correct or whatever. I love that. I, I know that <laughs> some of you don't understand that. I want truth. That's all I want. I don't want to be right. I don't want to be big. I don't want to be wealthy. I don't want to be important necessarily. I don't want to be... I want to be right. That's what I want. I want everybody else to have the opportunity to be right. That's all I... I know I'm not always right. So if you tell me sometime you think I was wrong, that doesn't shock me. That doesn't offend me. I don't get all upset about that. I don't look to try to box you out for doing that. And this movement within this movement uh, that we're called, as I looked at a lot of the groups that I, I think they were linking up with mine to call us a movement, we got a lot of differences. My first thought was, really? You, you think they're like me? Or I don't believe like them, or I don't fellowship them, or you know, however you want to look at it. But I would, and I will, and I'm fine with that, but I just don't see the connection. But one thing I noticed about all of our groups that is slowly being lumped together, and I think history will look back on us and call us a movement within a movement, a movement that rose out of a movement, whatever. That's fine. I'm fine to be a part of that as long as it's right. Not as long as I'm right, as long as it's right. And that's the thing that I begin to notice about these these churches, these fellowships, these websites, these groups that are all being lumped in with us, is I watch them very, very carefully. Because I want truth, and they seem to be searching for truth. And, and I want transparency, and they seem to have transparency. And then I begin to realize, you know, I don't necessarily agree with them there, or I'm a little bit different with them there. But I don't cut them off, and I don't shun them, and I don't fight them, or hurt them, or try to get people to dislike them. And one thing seems to be in common across the board, it's why I appreciate so many of you so much, is you just search and search for truth. You just put questions out looking for answers. You say, this is what you think, or this is what you believe, or this is what you've come to. And, and then as there's learning and correcting and questioning and, and, and morphing and better understanding, you're fine with that. That's... Wonderful. That's amazing. That's what's missing in a lot of the other parts of the movement that make up the rest of the movement. 
is they believe they're absolutely right, or someone believes they're absolutely right, or if you question anything, you're automatically rebellious, or you're automatically defying their authority, or you're automatically poisoned, or you're automatically, you need to be attacked, or you automatically, that's, that's, a, that's the problem. So when I say or do something, I'm not saying or doing it to create a doctrine, to create myself as an author of a doctrine. I'm, I'm questioning things. I'm learning things. I'm putting things out there. I'm trying to help teach those that don't seem to have much teaching otherwise. And for someone to come to me and say, I, I, I don't know about that, Brother Slugger. I don't like that, Brother Slugger. I, I think you're wrong. Or here's the facts against what you said. I love it. Because that means at the end of the day, I could study that out. And if I find this, come to the same conclusion you did, now I know more. Now I understand more. Now I can be more right. Now more truth is known. More truth can be produced and more truth can be put out there. And that's what matters. What matters is truth. All of that said and done. Last week, uh, podcast number 32 was uh, a little more agnostic than you. The word agnostic, the way I used it, is absolutely incorrect. And even when I was questioned on that today, I thought, ah, you guys are taking it too far. But they were, they were right. The word I should have been using is deistic, not agnostic. Not, not an, a, a, an agnostic, but a deist. So from now on, what I'm going to say is that I'm a little more deist than some are. Everything I said in podcast number 32, as far as I know, is absolutely correct. If I would have replaced the word agnostic with the word deistic. I had a scale of, of three components, but there's really four components. An atheist d does not believe in God, absolutely believes there is no God. An agnostic, I found the, the, the word and was taught today, the word uh, gnostic means knowledge. And the prefix ag means not or non. So agnostic means non-knowledge. So a true agnostic, the way it's defined just absolutely black and white in the dictionary, is someone that does not believe that it can be fully known if there's a God or not. Atheist says there's no God. Christian says there is a God. Agnostic says, I don't know. There's no way to know. And then I skipped from agnostic all the way to, to spiritualist, which actually in the middle of agnostic and spiritualist is a deist. A deist is defined exactly the way I thought an agnostic was defined. A deist is somebody that does believe in God, deity. They believe in a deity. They believe in a, a power above all powers. They believe in someone that created. They believe in a, a creation. Just like I said agnostic was before. It's not agnostic. It's, it's deist. I am a little more deistic than most people that I know. Because a deist believes, the way I explained it last week, a deist believes there is a God he created everything. He made the rules. He spun the world into existence. And then he just kind of left it alone. Now, I don't believe that. I'm not a deist. But I lean a little bit, little, emphasis on the word little. Some of y'all don't need to fall to pieces here. A little more deist than some of the super spirituals that I know.
All I'm saying is, yes, I believe God heals. Yes, I believe God uh, uh, speaks to mankind. Yes, I believe God answers prayers. I'm a spiritualist in all of that realm. I'm a spiritualist and I believe in the, the, the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. I believe in sanctification. I believe in the infill of the Holy Ghost. I believe in the gifts of the Spirit. I believe on the laying on, laying on of hands of the sick and the, the anointing of the, the infirmed with the anointing oil, laying on the hands of the elders. Uh, I, I believe in all those things. I am a spiritualist, a true Bible Christian. But I know of many that have taken spiritualism so far in the, in, the, in, the, in the other direction to where they're a super spiritualist. They believe that every single second of every day, everything that happens, that God is sitting there pushing buttons and pulling levers and, and making everything happen in the world. And, and I don't believe that. It's not even necessary. There's no, it, why did he create the axis of the earth. Why did he create the food chain? Why did he create uh, gravity? Why did he create uh, the, the things that happened to fallen man, to, to a sinful world after the sin nature came in? Uh, work and sweat and thorns and thistles and wasps and mosquitoes. And why did he do all of that if he's just going to sit there and push every button and pull every lever and make everything happen. Could God do that? Yes, God could do that. God could God is so powerful and so intelligent, he could sit there and make every raindrop fall and, and every nosebleed occur and every eyelash grow and all, all over the universe, all over the planet Earth all at the same time. Could he do it? Yes, he could. There's no reason for him to, though. He already created structure. He already created nature. He already cursed the world and cursed the ground. It's just, it's natural causes because God created nature. Now, if you're an absolute super, super, super spiritualist and you believe that every tornado, God created it when it started. Every lightning that struck somewhere, God made it strike right there when it struck right then. Every time someone gets sick, God created that sickness and made it happen right there. That would be a super spiritualist. I don't believe that. I believe tornadoes happen because God created nature cycles. I believe lightning strikes because God created nature strikes. I believe that COVID-19 and cancer and, 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 and the high blood pressure, and all, I believe all those things happen because God created nature cycles and God cursed the earth and cursed the ground and cursed man and they're just natural occurrences. I do not believe God makes every flat tire go flat. I do not believe God makes every cracked glass be cracked. I do not believe God uh, purposes every temperature to go up with the temperature. I believe that's the rules of God. That makes me a little more of a deist. It makes me a little bit more deistic than I guess a, a quote-unquote pure spiritualist Bible-believing Christian. Although I really do believe that about 80 to 90 percent spiritualist and 10 to 20 percent deist is a Bible-believing Christian. I believe a true Bible-believing Christian will believe they can pray and fast and get an answer. I believe a true Bible-believing Christian will believe uh, at the important times of life, at the crossroads of life, that you can put out a fleece before God and He'll answer. 
I believe that we should call on the elders to anoint and lay hands upon the sick and, and by faith they can be healed. I believe God can give you a message from the Holy Ghost to speak into someone else's life. In those terms, I'm a 80-90% spiritualist, but in the 10-20% to 20 terms of being a deist, or being more deist, a little more deist, I believe that sometimes I get sick just because I'm I'm six eight and I I'm very thin and uh, I don't eat real healthy all the time and 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 I, my immune system gets down. Every time I'm sick, I don't believe it's either God trying to get my attention or the devil attacking my ministry. I don't, but a super spiritualist does. And I'm not trying to take away spiritualism. Spiritualism is very important, and it's the majority of what I believe. But if you wake up in the morning and you ask, pray to God, and you've heard me use this example before, you know, God, should I eat Cheerios or cornflakes? I really want the cornflakes, but I want to eat the one that you want me to eat, and the Holy Ghost moves on me and tells me to eat the Cheerios, so I eat the Cheerios even though I wanted the cornflakes. And sure enough, you know, something was probably in the Cheerios that gave me extra something, and the Holy Ghost blessed me later on that day for being obedient to that. And, and, and in your whole day, it's nothing but seeing a spirit behind everything and seeing God behind everything and seeing the devil behind every negative thing and God behind every positive. I'm just, all I'm saying is, that's not me. And if you want to interact with me, listen to my teaching, listen to my preaching, be part of our ministries and all that, you don't have to be this way, but you at least have to acknowledge or accept that I am this way. That I think things happen sometimes. I'm going to give you the perfect example of what I'm talking about. I was raised in, in the Lord amongst a lot of very super, super spiritualistic, over-the-top spiritualistic people. And they truly, truly believed every positive thing, money, health, wealth, uh, vehicle, house, gift, anything was from God. And I understand the Bible says every good gift cometh from God. I get that. But... How can you be pure in that when there's very, very evil people that are extremely wealthy? Did God give them that wealth? No. Then we say, well, no, that's the devil's, this is the devil's uh, playground, and he blesses them with that to keep them. Okay, fine. Then every good thing is not right there by God, pushed and pushed and, and made and made and made every single second of every day. And truthfully, then, the inverse of that, every negative thing isn't automatically of the devil. When Adam sinned, that sin caused negative cycles on the earth. The devil, just like God doesn't have to sit here and make gravity work and sit here and make the sun move and sit here and, and hold your blessings and dole them out second by second, just like God doesn't have to control all the good that way, the devil doesn't have to control all the bad that way. If your wife is in labor to have your child and it hurts, the devil is not right there inflicting her with pain. That's part of the curse. The tornadoes, the lightning strikes, the COVID-19, some of that stuff is part of the curse. Some of it is our own fault because we don't follow the rules. Some of it is natural course of nature, the way God put it into effect. Some of it is the sin effect. 
But that's more deistic than being super spiritual. So I know a whole bunch of people, I was raised around them. We started a particular ministry, homeless mission, drug outreach, and there were some churches that didn't want to have anything to do with that, thought we were wrong, thought we were going against the, the teachings of the church, going outside the church. If they wanted to, if the lost wanted to get saved, they would come to the church and God would save them, but we're not supposed to go get them, and on and on and on. And some families from some of those churches began to help us in our ministry. And so we were going on a ministry trip to work with other people doing outreach and teach outreach and learn outreach. And one of the ladies that was supposed to go on that trip from one of these other super spiritual churches, she, she fell and I forget, she broke her leg or broke her ankle or something happened right before the trip. And so she didn't get to go. And sure enough, some of those people said, God did that. God broke her leg so that she couldn't go on that trip because it wasn't God's will to go on that trip. You understand how sick and twisted and perverted that is? One of my friends that talked to me today about this, he fell off the roof uh, the other day and beat himself up real bad and uh, broke a lot of bones and things. But... Uh, the Lord helped and, and moved and, and it worked out and he's going to be okay. And I know what's going to happen. The people that are in his fellowship, that love him, care about him, think he's in the will of God, they're going to say, oh, it was, it was an angel, you know, bore him up and took care of him. And I'm going to tell you right now, I believe it was a miracle that he survived the way he survived. I'll be the first one to admit it. But I love him. And I'm for him, and I'm his friend, of course I'm going to say that. But my doctrine allows me to believe that, and I do absolutely believe that. But then, to be puristic about it all, I guarantee you there's people that don't like him, that disfellowship him, that are against the what he's doing, and they're going to say, that's what he gets. Some are going to say the devil tripped him and knocked him off the roof. Some are going to say uh, an angel from God pushed him uh, to teach him a lesson. That is sick, people. That is sick. That's you playing God. Not you letting God be God. Not you believing that God is God. So, I didn't take podcast number 32 down. I don't believe I'm going to. I believe I'm going to leave it intact. But if you don't listen to 32 and a half, this one, you, you may catch that definition of that one word, realize I was off there and, and, and have a problem with that. And I apologize, but I'm, I'm glad to learn. You know, the, the, the old saying was, the easiest way to not make a mistake is don't do anything at all. And that's what a lot of our groups are doing. They learn exactly what they're supposed to learn, do exactly what they're supposed to do. Everybody agrees 100%. Don't cause no waves. Don't cause no problems. And just stay in that tiny little box right there. Don't mess anything up. And as long as you do that, you're going to look super spiritual. And if you get out and try something and you make a mistake and you fall on your face, you're going to look like a terrible, terrible, rebellious person. And that was probably God trying to correct you. I don't think so. Not necessarily. Definitely not all the time. We're learning as we go. We're getting better all the time. God is helping us. 
And the more mistakes we make, the more we learn, and the more we learn, the more knowledge and information we can pass on, and the better off everyone can be, because the truth is all that matters. So podcast number 32 and a half is simply this. I made a mistake. I'm not more agnostic than you. I'm a little more deistic than you. I believe God's in control of everything, but I believe a lot of it he was already in control of just by his nature and his natural rules and his natural course of events. I believe we get sick. I believe we have flat tires. I believe we get raises. I believe we lose our jobs. I believe not every single thing that happens is for a quote-unquote spiritual reason. Now, can God move in any of those circumstances any given time? Of course he can. Should you pray? Sure you should. Should you look at it as there's a spirit behind every tree and every bush and around every corner and everything that happens to you is, has some deeper uh, uh, eternal meaning? I don't. I really don't. I have two babies at home right now. I call them my babies, my 23-year-old son, my 21-year-old daughter. They both have strep throat. I don't believe for one second that the devil snuck in my house in the middle of the night and gave my two babies strep throat and is trying to distract me. He could. He might. I also do not believe for one second that they both got strep throat because they sinned or they got strep throat because I sinned or because their mommy sinned. I don't believe that for a second. I'm praying for them because I am spiritualistic enough that I believe God will heal them, touch them, move on them, pass this thing quickly from them. And I want to give him all the glory and the praise for it because I'm mostly spiritualistic. But I'm a realist. So I may be just a little bit more of a deist than some. God bless you.